It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I've often said a man's character is not judged after he celebrates a victory by, but by what he does when his back is against the wall. So no matter how great the setback, how severe the failure, you never give up. You never give up. You pick yourself up. You brush yourself off. You push forward. You move on. You adapt. You overcome. That is what I believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Check it. Mike, check. One, two, one, two. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Rams Nation, what's happening, what's up? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the hype edition, baby. You already know it's Friday. We are just around the corner from game day, and you know what that means. We've got Serena Morales on the show today, LA Rams team reporter. We're excited about that conversation. Guys, don't forget, we're on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere where you can download a podcast, Lockdown Rams is there. The only daily podcast in LA. It's your team every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, and we're excited to bring that to you. You can also reach out on multiple social media accounts or on Gmail, lockdownrams at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Lockdown Rams on all those accounts. And then my personal on Twitter, which is at LA underscore Rambling Bear. We love your questions. I took a few of your questions today for Serena Morales, so hang in. You'll get some of those later in the show. But I had a nice long conversation with Serena, so, you know, let's just get right to the good stuff. We'll be back next week on Monday, back to our regular scheduled program with James Kroger joining the show, talking instant reaction on the Rams and Seahawks game. Hopefully we're talking big win. I expect lots of points, as do you. But we'll be here to break it all down. But until then... Here's my conversation I had earlier today with Serena Morales, LA Rams team reporter. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. It's the Friday edition. You know what that means. It is the hype edition, which also means we have our special guest of the day back with us, Rams reporter Serena Morales. Serena, how are you doing today? I love that I'm part of the hype edition. I feel like, because I'm a hype person in general, and I want like someone to just be like, yeah, let's go. So I'm glad that I can provide that for others when they listen to the podcast. Oh, for sure. That's That was uh, when we started planning this, and it kind of all came together. I was like, man, I really hope this day stays, <laughs> because your energy, whether it's on some of those you know, post-game reports or even down on the field, it definitely we can feel it. So you, you are the perfect hype edition guest. <laughs> I'm the hype man. I'm the hype man. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, I want to, while we're hyping things up, you know, I saw you were pretty hyped yesterday as your Yankees moved along in the playoffs. So I do want to give you a little shout out there, even though I'm trying to bite my tongue and, and not shed some tears here since my Cubs didn't make it. But congratulations to the Yankees. I know you have to be uh, super excited about that. I am so excited. Funny because, um, so Marcus Peters is from Oakland and we've had just a small bet about who would win the wild card game. So Marcus, I get to put a Yankees poster at, on Marcus Peters' locker. 
Um, so I'm just waiting. I'm going to pick one out. That's really nice. Maybe a little bedazzle situation <laughs> going. I think he would appreciate that. Um, so yeah, we had some nice little chirping moments today. Just, uh, you know, I didn't even throw it at him. I didn't even, I didn't even make eye contact with him. And he was just like, oh, cheering for our team. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. But also because I was talking so much crap towards Oakland that I was like, oh, thank you Yankees for backing me up in this, <laughs> this terrible decision I made. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that's a great little side story. And yeah, I kept my mouth pretty quiet as the Cubs were finishing their season because they were limping up into that point. So, uh, you oh, know, yeah, you, extra innings. That was yeah. stressful. I was on a plane. We landed in the ninth inning and the Wi-Fi cut out. My phone was like dead. I couldn't reconnect. And I'm like texting my brother trying to get updates. It was the most stressful last game of the season. But I'm a Cubs fan, so I'm used to saying uh, there's always next year. Well, you had a year. Exactly. And recent memory, so that's always good. Exactly, exactly. We got our one, so we'll share it again. Uh, but this kind of goes into my first question here is, as the Rams are picking up kind of momentum here, and they're a fun team to watch, we're seeing a lot of new fans come on board. And on social media and other outlets, you've seen a lot of people go back and forth, and there's a couple different takes on it. And some people are not okay with the bandwagon fans, and some people are saying... Bring them on. What are your thoughts on all this new fandom that the Rams have been taking on? You know, this is funny because as a Yankee fan, there's a lot of bandwagon Yankee fans. Um, that being said, I think if you have a good excuse as to why you are cheering for them now, besides their winning, I think it is an acceptable thing to be a bandwagon fan. You just have to know enough about the team uh, to be, uh, you know, less of, I feel like the label is, is so negative, right? If you're a bandwagon fan, it's like, you don't know anything, you're just jumping on, right? Because they're winning. But if you know something about the team, because they just returned to LA, I feel like this is the time. You can be like, you know what? I was looking for a team. I saw the move being made and I was kind of like, I like that they brought in Sean McVay and they got Wade Phillips and they brought in this guy and got Marcus Peters and Keith. You know, like, I, you know, I've, I've watched Jared from afar and then this year he's just improving so much. He's throwing these perfect passes. We got all sorts of receivers to just give away here. You know, like, I feel like if, if we went, we, maybe I should help the bandwagon fans with a pitch. You know, like, I, uh, one of my good friends, actually, in New York City, um, is just like, oh, man, Serena, I'm a huge Rams fan. I was like, when the heck have you been a Rams fan? He goes, well, you know, I was looking for a new football team to cheer for because X, Y, and Z excuse. But that wasn't the point. And I was just like, what? And he goes, so I, I started cheering for them last year. And I, I've been super happy. Like, since they returned to L.A., I was kind of like, you know what? This is okay. So, that being said, I think if you're going to be a bandwagon fan, you just got to make sure, one, that you know enough about the team to be like, you know what, I really respect how, you know, uh, Wade Phillips' defense is executing on third downs, right? Like, you just need to come up with, even if it's just a minuscule thing, I would appreciate that over, I'm just cheering for the Rams because, you know, they're winning. And I think that, you know, the bandwagon fans out there, you know, will take any fans, I think, all are welcome. However, to help you guys out a little bit, you might want to, you know, understand maybe, you know, I've seen such a mature growth out of someone like Jared Goff, right? Jared is able to respond, you know, from negative plays. He's fearless. He isn't afraid of fail. He is the guy that I look to and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to cheer for the Rams. So that's kind of where 
I think to help all the bandwagon fans, which I never thought I would say in all the years <laughs> of my life, because I'm a Yankee fan and I'm born and raised in the Bronx, it's hard not to really like this team, you know, because of all the personalities, like because, you know, of, of how smart Sean McVay is in ex- executing the offense and, and because, you know, of Wade Phillips and because of the personnel that are associated with the team, I think it's hard not to cheer for this team. So I would, I even have a plane flying over me right now telling people to cheer for the Rams. No. <laughs> um, but I, I, uh, I think that it, I, I never would say join the Rams just because, but I'm okay with welcoming whatever fan wants to come and cheer for the Rams. I think now is the time. Get on it before we keep going and doing well. <laughs> exactly. Get in while you still can. And you're right. If you know yeah. a little bit about the team and you're doing it because you actually are really excited about somebody or something, totally support it. And I kind of look back to me joining Rams Nation. It was the first year that they moved here. And you kind of said it in one of your stories mm-hmm. as you were going on is I, I was sitting in an airport having a beer when I looked up and saw that they were moving to LA. And I was like, man, that's really exciting. A team that, uh, you know, a city I'm going to will now have a football team. And I just got back in the country. So my, my ties were pretty weak at that point. And so that's kind of how I jumped on. And I, I jumped on the, the bandwagon when there were still like three wheels on the wagon. I mean, obviously in the Jeff Fisher days. So <laughs> I do feel good about getting right. on then. But I definitely welcome everybody because you're right. As long as you know a little bit, uh, especially as we've seen the, the Coliseum get more and more crowded, we want to continue to pack that place. So the more the merrier. Just don't call me on Super yeah. Bowl morning and you've been hating all year and all of a sudden tell me you're a Rams fan. That's what will get me. Exactly. <laughs> then get out of here. Then get out of here. <laughs> well, what we're going to do is we're going to step aside real quick for a short break, get a word from our sponsors. We'll be back with more with Serena Morales. All right, guys, before we move on, I want to talk to you about Shady Rays. Yes, the best sunglass company out there. They're an independent sunglass company with the best guarantee. Not only a craftsmanship guarantee on their product, but if you lose them or you break them, they're going to give you a brand new pair. All you have to do is cover the shipping and handling. Most sunglasses go for about 45 bucks. They do have a couple ones that go up a little bit higher, but they're offering you, the Locked On listener, exclusively the best deal that they've had yet. It's a buy one, get one, or 50% off of two or more sunglasses. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDON. So go to ShadyRays.com, S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON and get 50% off of two pairs or more. Basically, a buy one, get one. Find a friend. Go halfsies on the best pair of sunglasses you'll ever own. I'm not even joking to you. I got two of them. I live in California. I wear these things everywhere. I went on a camping trip last week and I was so confident that I could really do anything with them because they were going to have my back at any time. It's the best warranty in the game. I I didn't even know this existed in sunglass world, but you got to jump on it and you got to jump on it now. So the promo code is just running for the time that we're doing this sponsorship for a couple weeks. So check it out. ShadyRace.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you can thank me later. I guarantee it. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Ram Nation, Friday Hype Edition. We've got Serena Morales on the show. I'm your host, Bear Motter. We're excited about this game coming up. It's a division game. Uh, we talked about, you know, in the other side, kind of those bandwagon fans. And a lot of those were up in Seattle not too long ago. And here we are going back up there uh, to face them. I want to talk a little bit about Jared Goff. He's actually just was announced a couple days ago or yesterday or whenever it was. He's the NFC Offensive Player of the Month which is super exciting, and it really wasn't that hard to kind of pick him out because he's just been killing it lately. Uh, he's setting the standards high in these first four months. Do you think that he can kind of stay on this path and, and keep this pace up? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty insane, right? Like to see every single week he continues to just get better and better. Now you're looking at tying franchise records and, and, and going into, you know, fourth place of, you know, XQB record like I, I think that's been so impressive but I think it goes down to and you know Sean McVay spoke to us earlier today and he said like what's unique about Jared is that he is and yeah, I said this actually when I was convincing bandwagon fans like Jared <laughs> is able to respond to negative from negative plays so like he was upset because uh, I forget what happened it, you know something happened in the red zone against the Vikings I'm blanking on um, the play but he, I, he they mentioned that in the presser today and 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 Jared was just like, you know, I was upset at myself, but he, you know, instead of going and being upset at himself and, and keeping on being upset, he like forgets about it. He moves on. And I think what a great mentality to have, right? Like, I, I mean, comparing it to baseball, as we talk about, you know, the Yankees, like if you think about just, you know, when you go up to bat and you have a terrible at bat and you're able to respond the next time and hit a home run, like those are the types of players you want. And for Jared to be like, man, I was really upset about this. This is something that I can prove on but doesn't like linger on it, you know, and I think he is fearless. I mean, you see him make those throws to someone like Cooper Cup, like that 70 yards. I mean, it was perfect. It was precise. And, and I think he's fearless to make those, you know, take those chances. He isn't afraid to fail because he's supported by such a great, you know, team behind him. Sean McVay is setting this man up to do well, to take the time to make the, the throw as accurate as possible. So I think there's a lot of things in place. But yeah, I mean, it's insane to think that he could be better, but I mean, maybe this is just the beginning. I mean, I think Jared has carried himself in such a poised manner. I I got to do a post-game interview with him on the field um, on Thursday when they played the Vikings. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned that, you know, Kurt Warner's in the – in the crowd, you're tying a, a record that Kurt, Kurt Warner had in 1990, not or 91 or 99, and and uh, and and he was just like, yeah, you know, this is uh, this is what I got to do, and you know, a completely Jared answer, but nonetheless, I mean, isn't that what you want out of a, your QB and out of a leader on your team? Yeah, and you're talking about you know a very uh, Jared answer, and I was saying yesterday on the podcast that the crazy thing is it's. 
everyone has the same message. I mean, you could put up a question and an answer, and you could put three or four names on who said that answer, and it'd be tough to pick out of anyone in that locker room because McVeigh is really just that the message from the top is all the same, and everyone is so calm, cool, and collected, and you know, Jared is, you know, not getting too excited and not getting too down on himself. So finding that balance yeah, has just there's, been great. There's a humility like that comes with like, I think everyone is just sort of like, if we just stick together, we're going to do this. Like there is that very special sort of vibe. I know we talk about that a lot, but yeah. And to your point, you know, everyone's kind of saying the same message, but it's like, isn't that when everyone starts to work in unity together? Like that's when things start to move. Cause now you're not moving individual pieces. You're moving the whole army together and that's what makes you win. Right. You're, you have the strength by force. So it is, uh, it is pretty impressive to see that everyone's in line, but you know, this is a special group. Yeah, I totally agree. And you talked about strength in numbers. So I got a couple questions for you as far as our injury updates. You know, we're, we're finally going to yeah. get to see Mark Barron. We're super excited about that. And kind of keeping a little bit in this baseball theme, is he on a pitch count in any sense, you know, as far as how many plays he's going to play? Or is it kind of just now he's there and let him go? Yeah, with Phillips said, obviously, um, it, it'll probably be an adjustment for him. So they're going to be keeping an eye on him. Today was the most physical practice. They, you know, they were past Thursday practice. Um, so they, they mentioned that today will be an indicator, you know, if he's really ready to just, like, jump in there. Um, you know, so they, they should actually know tomorrow how much they're going to use him. But, but Sean McVay also mentioned, like, they plan on throwing him in and, you know, getting getting full reps and all that. So, uh, it'll be pretty exciting because, you know, he's he's a great player. And um, when we haven't seen him, we haven't seen him all training camp. So I'm sure he's just really excited to be out there, too. So I don't know if there's necessarily a pitch count, but there will be an eye on him. And I don't want to make the reference of, like, an eye on him like Luis Severino, who – um, and yet for Yankee fans out there who are kind of worried about if Serena's going to be consistent or not when they <laughs> put him out there to start a game last year's wildcard uh, game that the Yankees played, uh, he was a little unsteady. But, you know, throwing him out there, seeing how he looks, if he's tired, obviously, you know, they, they might take him in and out of the game. So uh, it won't be too – I don't think they're trying to, like, throw him in and be like, hey, see you later, see you tomorrow. But uh, yeah. they'll be keeping an eye on him. Well, that's good. We're all excited to see him back out there. It really adds some depth to the defense that needs it with all these injuries. Not something that we really had to deal with last year. We were almost probably one of the healthiest teams in the NFL, but we're having a lot of different moving pieces right now. And a couple guys that uh, you know I want to ask you about is we've got a brand new kicker hanging out. We you know it was yeah. up and down as far as what was going to happen with that kicker spot. We ended up dropping Ficken and, and signing Santos. So how did he look out at practice today? Yeah, he's great. Um, you know, and he, I, I spoke to him yesterday and Cairo won, like he, you know, he's just like, I feel very comfortable coming in. And I was like, well, yeah, you got two of your former teammates from the Chiefs here with uh, Rameek Wilson and Marcus Peters. So like, this, this is kind of like a good situation. And he goes, oh yeah, you know, they gave me a hug coming in. You know, I, I always remembered, you know, Marcus's energy when I was with the Chiefs and, you know, Rameek just being such a great player, um, you know, just having those guys around is, it's so comforting, um, you know, and, and John Fossil, a uh, special teams coach, he actually, Cairo and Fossil actually met each other back um, during the combine when he was still at Tulane. So oh, wow. it's someone who, you know, they've, they've seen each other for many years and he's probably had an eye on him. So I, I think, you know, he's comforted knowing that he's coming to work, you know, with 
someone like John Fossil knowing for, for many years. And, and he's just really excited, you know, watching the team from afar. He looks good. You know, obviously he's had, you know, a very successful NFL career. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a good thing because he's giving, we're giving Greg Zerline time to heal more. There's no rushing back. There's no pressure on him to come back. And a funny story actually about Cairo, um, when I spoke to him, I was just like, how'd you kind of get into football? You know, you put, we've known you played many years, but like, how'd you kind of get into the game? He's from Brazil. And he said that he actually, um, when he came over, he was a foreign exchange student and some of his friends, um, you know, we're playing football, you know, the American football. So he was just like, oh, okay. So he's just like, I couldn't quite get the spiral down. So they, you know, he's just like, oh, I played, you know, soccer, football. So he's just like, maybe I try this out. And so he, he went in um, and they were like, he kicked it. And he goes, oh, you know what? I, you know, the guys are like, you're pretty good at this. And, and I was like, well, how, how far did you kick it? He goes, yeah, one of the first times I ever kicked a ball, a football, he kicked it like 60 yards. He, he described it as like four houses deep. Wow. He, he kicked the football and people were just like, yo, like you could, you should be doing this for a career. <laughs> so that's kind of how it started. Like he just kind of was just like, oh, okay. I didn't realize this. I could do this. So just cool story, you know, and, and he's just got a very calm, cool demeanor, very, uh, uh, nice guy so it's, it's nice to have him as an addition to this team yeah that's a great story and that's what i love about the nfl there's so many unique stories like that how they found their way uh into this league and just to think a guy coming over for exchange and all of a sudden he made a career out of just kind of hanging out with the boys and realizing like oh my gosh i can kick the ball really far uh yeah <laughs> pretty awesome another cool story that we got to talk about a couple weeks ago uh, was Jojo Natson, man. He was on the, he was, you know, sitting at home, kind of hanging out, and Bones gives him a call and is like, hey, you want to come back? And, you know, he rejoined the team. Obviously, he had that hand injury, which I saw him put up a picture, and it looked like he's ready for Halloween already with, like, what, what, would, what I would look at is, like, fake stitches in the hand, but those are real uh, scar on his hand. Yeah. Talk to me a little a bit stitch. about Jojo yeah. and what we can expect for him. Are we going to see him this week or maybe one more week away? Uh, man, Jojo is so hard on himself. I, I just spoke to him in the locker room and he was like, man, I want to play. I want to play so badly. And he's staring at his hand. I mean, his, you know, his hand has a full line of stitches, um, from like the wrist to the, the knuckle area. Um, he's supposed to get the stitches out on Monday. So I think that's kind of going to be uh, time sensitive. Like they may throw him in, they may not. I watched um, Jojo at practice yesterday, actually make a one-handed catch, not even using the hand wow. taped up. So, I mean, he's so good. Yeah. And so um, I think it's, it's going to end up being um, make a decision after tomorrow is what Sean McVay said about Jojo, but man, he really wants to play. I mean, he knows that this is a really big opportunity for him to show, you know, what he can do and so I, I know that he is very anxious to play. That being said, he was like, you know what? I'm going to try and be positive. He's actually never been to Seattle before. So he's just excited to just nice. go to a new state that he's never been. So, yeah. <laughs> Good. I love it. I love the, the positive outlook there. And we're all excited to see JoJo back because he's just, you know, an exciting player back there. And But it's just crazy to think, like, you know, I, I stub my toe and I'm like, I'm out for Sunday. I can't do it. And this guy's got, you said, <laughs> right. knuckles to wrists you know, stitches, and, and he's like, I want to play. And, and that's what you got to love about these guys. Uh, we're going to step aside really quick. We're going to get some quick words from some sponsors. We'll be back with some of the listener questions and a few more questions for Serena. We'll be right back with Serena Morales. 
All right, guys, before we get over to the third segment, I want to talk to you about mybookie.ag. You know what the deal is. We love mybookie.ag. It's not always about who you're going to bet on, but where are you going to bet it on? Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN25 to get $25 whenever you deposit $100. Guarantee you is the best deal they have going. And the best thing is, it's for anybody. If you already are a member, go use the promo. Get the money. I love it. Every time I deposit, I'm throwing 25 extra dollars on top of what I put down. It makes me super happy. I feel like I'm already winning. They've got in-game live betting, super fast payouts. They've been in the industry for years, so they're the best of the best. Bear stamp of approval, which that, that means something these days. So go check them out. Mybookie.ag, promo code LOCKDOWN25, and share your picks with me because I'm trying to win some money. I've been doing a little bit better lately. But I'm always open to hear a good bet idea. So hit me up. You know where to find me. Mybookie.ag. Promo code LOCKDOWN25. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football with your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyra Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment of the Hype Edition. We are stoked. We are ready for Sunday. Go up to Seattle and face a division opponent. I want to get to a couple things before we get out of here, Serena. Uh, one, you know, I was actually looking on Twitter, and I pitched out, does anyone have any some questions? And then I was looking at it's John Kelly's birthday today, so if you see him on the way out, tell him we all said happy birthday. But one of the questions that oh we've seen... Oh, my gosh, I oh, owe him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> well, one of the questions was, you know, what's going on with them? You know, is he a little banged up or is we just that deep at the running back position? We all got really excited about him in, you know, the preseason and we've yet to see him. Is, the, is there a reason for that or are they just kind of really deep at the running back position? They're really deep at the running back position. Um, John Kelly wants to play. He's out there. I mean, when he's in practice, you know, he is full on going out there. I mean, that he's so full of energy. He's also a locker room guy. He pokes fun at different guys. Uh, you know, actually, he made he made fun of JoJo Natson um, when JoJo, you know, got uh, called up and he was there. And I was like, oh, JoJo, where are you going to, you know, thinking of moving to? And he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some spots. And Kaderil Hodge was like, oh, you know, here's an area. Here's an area. And, and um, John Kelly is like, he's been staying with me this whole time and making a mess and this and that. And he was completely <laughs> making it up. JoJo was not staying with him. He was staying in a hotel until he got settled. 
Um, but it was just, just hilarious. Like, JoJo, uh, uh, excuse me, John Kelly is like that locker room guy who's just full of energy. Uh, we're just really deep at that position, and I think that there's no reason to rush someone like that in. We've already seen what he is capable of doing. Um, no one has mentioned anything about you know, John Kelly not playing because uh, he is hurt or anything like that. It's, it's really just we're deep at the position, and, you know, he's going to watch, you know, one of the greatest running backs uh, play on Sundays, and he's going to learn a lot. So I think it's it's still beneficial all around. I mean, he's uh, this whole team is really excited about having him, and no, it's just, uh, you know, the time will come. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, that's a good sigh of relief for a lot of us out here because I think you just start to put your own answer in your head when you don't hear about him. And you know what you saw earlier, so that's good that, you, like you said, just gaining that experience. You see a lot of NFL quarterbacks, well, at least they used to back in the day, would get on the team and then they'd hang out for a year or two and then get their shot. So uh, hopefully he can take advantage of, like you said, being behind one of the best running backs in the league. Um, I want to get to a couple of fan questions here Some from some of our listeners uh, kind of shot in some stuff. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but Richie Starks wants to know, what's the vibe like in the locker room? What are these guys like? Oh, my gosh. I love them. They're all so fun. The locker room is loud, rambunctious. It's sort of uh, – I feel like I've mentioned this to you in a previous podcast, but, you know, I can even describe, like, when you walk in and you and you make a ride and you hear all of the, the DBs, the safeties, the cornerbacks. You hear Marcus Peters just shouting to the top of his lungs and the music and all that. And, you know, you make your way through and – you know, then you you know you see uh, you know Sue and Donald and those guys and you know Ethan Westbrooks kind of carries the noise through the locker room into the you know the depth of the locker room on the other side of the old line. So you've got you know Jermon singing and you've got Roger Saffold and those guys kind of clowning around. Rogers there, um, sorry Roger, um, Jared's there, and you know, you've got your QBs line up and then on the other side is the wide receivers. But then so right when you think that the noise is sort of settled you go to the other side and you've got Todd Gurley and again John <laughs> Kelly and all those guys in the wide so it's just a constant motion of energy that's shifting through the entire locker room um it's such a fun locker room these guys get along with each other um it's it's really fun it's fun to be around them um again especially today personally I was talking so much smack about the Oakland A's Yankees game um, to Marcus Peters and to Ethan Westbrook who's also from Oakland and they were making fun of me because I was wearing green pants. And literally, I was standing on one side of the locker room, and they, they shouted out, like, yeah, you're wearing green. Like, you're just cheering for the wrong team. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a really special group of people, you know, that, that, that are involved. And, and even more so, actually, you know, it's not just the locker room, but, you know, the way that the coaching staff gets along with everyone. And even, you know, like um, Ted Rath and, and, and Reggie Scott and, those you know, the guys who are strength and conditioning and even, you know, someone like Joey Blake, who's, you know, the nutrition and picking all the food like everyone is just so awesome to be around it's such a great energy they're walking in and out of the locker room so it's just a great I mean the energy is so special it really is yeah I love it and that's one of my favorite things when the players are doing interviews with you guys is some of the other players sitting behind them kind of roasting them a little bit through their interview and they've got to stay focused on the question but they've got people chirping from behind them it's really fun to watch these guys have a good time at all times you know you really can see them bonding and you know obviously we saw Brandon Cooks have his little uh, cooks out and uh, have the guys over which was really cool to see them continue to build so awesome I love it another one comes from Jordan Bowen and he said 
I've got the regular season jerseys, and I'm stoked about those, but is there a chance to get a practice jersey? How do we get our hands on one of those? Is that available anywhere? Oh, a practice jersey. Let me look into that, Jordan. Let me see what uh... – let me see. I actually don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I look at the practice jerseys get dumped into a smelly bin, and um, and I just avoid getting hit by a sweaty jersey when I go into the locker room post-practice. So I I don't know what comes of them other than they get washed and distributed <laughs> again. So I don't I don't know. I'll find. I'll see if I can find some information out about that. And you gotta love it. Every all these people out in Rams Nation, you know, they they want it all. They want it from you know a sweaty. Yeah. practice jersey to the to the game worn ones the maybe the, like a pre-wash yeah maybe like at least some soap and water <laughs> exactly uh this one comes from and i don't know if this is his, this can't be his real name but uh it's on facebook and this comes from joe longfellow deeds which i'm assuming he has a little fun there with his name but uh he asked yeah. about uh this is a question directly for you it says we know you're from new york you're a yankees fan uh, is Syracuse for real? Are they actually going to be really good this year? Oh, my gosh. Like, okay, so, right, we, they were 3-0. and They go play Clemson. Last year they, um, they beat Clemson, and so I think the fact that they lost to Clemson, but it was – I actually, to be quite honest, and maybe I'm a little biased, obviously, um, I thought they, they should have won the game against Clemson this past uh, Saturday. That being said, yeah, I think that there is – Dino Babers has really – and, he, like, look, you come into a team, you're not going to change it completely in the first year or two unless you're Sean McVay. But, um, I mean, I do feel like there, this is this is a team that's working. And, again, it goes down to the locker room. Um, the um, And I think, you know, even the athletic director, who is an old ESPN colleague of, of mine um, – uh, John Wildhack. I think that it, it it does work from you know the top down, and yeah, I I want to say that I think that this is real, um, but Syracuse has a way of just kind of tricking us always <laughs> towards the end of the season. So um, I I don't want to get too excited because they're three and one and they played so well against Clemson. That being said, I did feel really happy, even though they had the loss against Clemson. I thought they played really well, and I'm pretty proud of the Syracuse Orange for playing so well in that game. Yeah, they really had a chance to win that game, and it's funny. I actually had my days. I lived in Syracuse, New York a long time ago, actually back when the Donovan McNabb days were there, so that's why I always oh, yeah. was a big fan of Donovan throughout his career. But uh, we'll see if they can get together. You talked about they've got the right coach to do it. I've, I've seen some really cool videos of him in the locker room hyping up the boys and uh, it seems like they're all really buying in. You're right. It doesn't really happen so often as fast as McVay's done it. So I think they got the right guy. We'll, we'll see how they can do. But hopefully for your sake, you're, you're on a streak here with the Yankees, and hopefully uh, Syracuse can get a nice bowl game for you as well. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, apparently I, I've told them uh, Joe Barry uh, that, that, that I am good luck to this, the Rams team right now. <laughs> so hey, I, know, they're, they're undefeated since I've joined the team. <laughs> you know what? There's there's no denying that. You know, you're the, the Friday hype <laughs> girl and the, and the good luck charm. So we'll take both of those. My last question for you is something that I threw out to Twitter, and we talked about this before we started. I'm heading down to the Mexico game. I've got flight. I've got hotel but I don't have tickets yet, and I'm kind of sifting through all the tickets, and they're, they're pretty expensive. But my question to you is, would you rather sit closer to the field but in the end zone, or would you rather sit closer to the 50-yard line but higher up? Ah, man. Same price point. Okay, right. So it depends 
So in Mexico City, because the elevation is already so high, <laughs> maybe you don't want to go any higher. <laughs> maybe you want to be in the end zone. I would say maybe for another game, like outside of uh, playing the Broncos and <laughs> going to Mexico City, maybe then being in the end zone, because at least you're going to get some action, you know, from this Rams offense. You're going to actually, especially against the Chiefs, I mean, you're gonna get, you're gonna see like some high-powered offense going on here. So I feel like even more so, it would be a safe bet. Yeah, you're gonna you know miss some of the plays down on the other end of the field. But I mean, this would be a, this is gonna be a really exciting game, right? All, but but I think for your uh, to avoid nosebleeds, maybe going any higher up in elevation would not be my first choice. I like it. There's always I've been these have been some fun answers that I've gotten back from people. I put a poll up on Twitter, and it's basically it's 48 to 52 percent right now with like 70 votes, and people are saying go higher right now, but it's so close. But yeah, some funny responses okay. on on how and why people are are voting. Someone said, you know, go sit down in in the end zone because that's where the party's at. That's where the rowdy people sit. You know, especially in, in oh, Mexico yeah. at the soccer games and. So there's been some fun response, and, and that's a new one. Don't go too high. You're already in elevation. You'll be getting nosebleeds. Yeah. So I, I, I love it. Um, well, hey, Serena, we really appreciate your time. Uh, I'll leave you with this last one. I guess we always do it. We're a big fan of mybookie.ag here on the show. The spread is 7.5. The Rams are the favorite going into this game. Do you think they cover that spread up in Seattle? Yeah, I do. I think they, they'll, cover, I think they'll cover the spread by – I don't know. I I don't want to get too excited. Um, I think the last game I thought that, that they were going to have a close game against um, the Vikings. Uh, you know, obviously the, the Vikings defense is so good, but um, given the way that Jared is playing, you know, I I could I could see them. You know, if they hit what did they hit thirty eight against the Vikings? Right. Like, maybe we're pushing forty. Maybe we get forty two to like twenty twenty four or something. <laughs> like maybe that's that's a, a, a score that I could see. I could see happening. I don't I, want to say, I don't want to be too confident, but that's, that's my, there's my call. <laughs> I love it. Serena, we're on the same wavelength yesterday. My prediction was 42 to 23. So I'm right there with oh. you. Uh, I really feel that it's going to be a big win for us. And as we talked about the Rams score in four consecutive weeks, they've added points to their total. So if they got 38 last week yeah. and we're sticking on the trend, I see them breaking over in 40. They scored 42 last year up in Seattle. And you're right, that defense is nowhere near what we saw this last week. So I'm with you. I love it. Yeah. Um, I I appreciate it. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yes, exactly. So thank you so much for joining us again. We'll talk to you next week. We're really excited to continue to watch your coverage in the meantime. Guys, make sure to go give her a follow on Twitter, which I believe is Serena Serena. At Serena. Okay, at Serena. And then on (laughs) Instagram. It's it's... at Morales Morales. There we go. Well, at Morales Morales on Instagram and just at Sarita on Twitter. <laughs> awesome, guys. Go give her a follow, interact, ask some questions. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Bear.
Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.